Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. This week's PDPW podcast, Hank Wagner provides you with a free tool, but he's hoping you don't leave it in your toolbox too long. This tool rewards, of all things, failures. Here's Hank Wagner with four steps to turning something bad into something good. In this week's podcast titled, A Rewarding Failure. Well, I'm here today with another tool. Yes, it sounds crazy to me. I feel like a tool salesperson. Yet, I wouldn't do very good as a tool salesperson because this one is also free. I'm giving it to you. There's no cost. However, there's also no reward. There's no benefit if you leave it in your toolbox. And I guess most tools are like that. They don't work on their own. You have to do something with them. This is also maybe a somewhat unexpected tool because it's a tool you use in a place most people don't want to go. Most people are afraid of this place and avoid it. This tool is a process, a four-step process. It's four steps to a rewarding failure. Yes, I know failure is not something everybody likes to talk about. It's not an exciting subject. Nobody sits down and talks about their failures. Yet, failure should be somewhat of an exciting subject because really good things can come out of it. And I know that may sound strange, but hear me out, please. One of my mentors would always say to me, fail early and fail often. And that used to bother me until I understood why he said that. And I think by the time we're finished with this podcast, you'll also understand why there's value to failing early and failing often. You've maybe also heard people say you should rejoice in your sufferings. And it kind of follows the same line of thinking. How can that be? Rejoice in your sufferings? Are you crazy? Or people say, turn something bad into something good. Well, this four-step process can help with all three of them. It can help you turn something bad into something good. So step number one, and this process has been practiced by our family for years and years and years. It's practiced in our business. It's practiced everywhere I'm in any way connected to people or leadership. It's extremely powerful. Step number one, after we fail, make a mistake, is to acknowledge that failure. And some people can't get past this. We had to let an employee go because he would not accept his mistake, his failure. He happened to drive equipment and would regularly break things. And we have cameras all over our farm to help us make sure our cattle are being cared for properly and to help us with training. Well, we would show him a video documenting him running into the gate and causing the broken gate, and yet he would still find somebody else to try to blame it on. He couldn't get past step number one is just acknowledge that I made a mistake. Sometimes you see this I in sports. I had the opportunity 
Pam and I watched Laura play basketball all through school, including in college, and it was always interesting to me to watch when a referee would call a foul or a penalty on one of the players. Most, almost every time, either the player would throw her arms up in disgust at the bad call, or the bench would erupt with the coach stepping out onto the floor and, and complaining, or fans in the stands would be telling the, the ref to get glasses or call it both ways or whatever. And But occasionally, occasionally a player, after the foul was called, immediately would raise their hand out in the middle of the court, raise their hand, and admit, yes, I made the mistake, was my failure. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's the first step, an important step. Should be an easy step, but lots of people can't get past it because they think the only way to feel good about themselves is to avoid making mistakes. So their goal in life is to never make a mistake. And then when they do, the only way they can try to keep themselves moving towards that target of never making a mistake is to deny they made the mistake. It's a dangerous process to get yourself hooked in. When you make a mistake, because you will, you do, we all do, accept it. Step number two, and this is to ask a question, or really kind of two questions asked differently. The first one is, what did I learn from this mistake? That's extremely powerful. When you ask the person, what did you learn from making this mistake? And let them think into the solution. You've stepped into the coaching arena. You've allowed that person or you've put that person in a place where they're going to think into options, ideas to reflect on what they've learned. It's extremely powerful because it engages their conscious and it will actually start to place something beautiful in their subconscious. And then when you follow up with a second question that says, what do I need to do differently so this never happens again? You continue the same deep thought and that person comes up with their own solution. Those may be my favorite questions of all time. My children used to hurt, used to hate those questions, but not anymore. They ask them themselves. On our dairy farm, they supervise other people. Every time there's an accident, every time there's a mistake, every time there's something that happens that we don't want to repeat again, that question gets asked, or those questions get asked. Very, very, very powerful questions. What did you learn? Or if you, you know, ask this of yourself, you make a mistake in your relationship, you did something to hurt another person. What did you learn? What did I learn? What do I need to do differently so this never happens again? And then number three. Number three is to make the adjustment. And 
People can stall out at any one of these, but if you don't do the whole process, you don't get the reward. So if you don't accept you made the mistake, if you don't figure out, learn, think into what you're going to do differently, and then if you don't make the adjustment, and this can be hard for some people because it's going to have to be an, a change to a habit. You see, some, if something doesn't change, nothing changes. So you may have to alter a habit that you've been doing your whole life. It may be a habit that you just kind of automatically do without even thinking about it. And you may need help. You may, you may need an accountability partner. It may be your spouse or a family member or a close friend, somebody at work. Say, you know what? I made a mistake. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to change. Can you help me? Can you point out to me every time you see me do this so I can make this adjustment in my life? Because many times we, we're operating in kind of on, on GPS or, or we're operating without thinking about what we're doing. Our habits are driving us. And we don't even think about those habits. So we need somebody else to help us sometimes. And then there's number four. And that's to move on. Many times when we make a mistake, we want to beat ourselves up. We want to feel bad. We want to be mad at ourselves sometimes. How stupid am I for making that mistake? Again, especially if we've made it multiple times already in our life, we get mad at ourselves. How can I do that again? Well, that's one of the beauties of this four-step process. If you make a mistake and you learn from it, then you should never make that mistake again. If you go through each one of these steps, you should never make that mistake again. Okay, so I'm going to take you through all four again just to make sure you have them. Number one, acknowledge that you made the mistake. Number two, what did I learn? Or what am I going to do differently so this never happens again? Number three, Make the adjustment. And number four, move on. And if you go through that process, something wonderful and amazing happens. You will reach a place that you've never been before. And it's the most beautiful thing ever. If there's something that's happening in your life that's really frustrating and painful, especially if it's something that's in relationships and those relationships that are a regular part of your life, like your marriage, your family, your children, close friends or people at your workplace, if there's things that are continually popping up that are hurtful, this process can stop that from happening and elevate you to a plateau, a place you've never been before. And it's amazing when you can get to that place and you can look back at the pain and suffering and know that it's behind you. This process, going through that challenge, that failure, that hard time, that test, that trial, also gives you wisdom 
Wisdom is something you can't get in college. You can sit under the best professor in the world. And it's going to be hard to get wisdom. You're going to need time. You're going to need experiences. And going through tough times, making mistakes, and learning from them is a magnificent formula for wisdom. You will gain wisdom if you follow this process. Another beautiful thing that will happen is your value will dramatically increase. Now, isn't that the craziest thing you ever heard of? How can going through a failure, how can making mistakes increase your value? So now we go back to those first statements I said, fail early, fail often. If you fail early, then you gain the wisdom. You get to a place you've never been to earlier. You gain value earlier. Rejoice in your sufferings. Why? Because they have the ability to take you to a new place. They have the ability to bring wisdom. Turn something bad into good. Yes, it can happen. So how does it increase your value? When you go through something really tough, And remember I said go through something, not experience something, but go through something really tough. All of a sudden you can give people hope and you can show them that it's possible to go to the other side. The more failures you have, the more challenges you push through, the more valuable you become. Our thanks to leader, speaker, and fourth-generation dairy farmer Hank Wagner for being our guest on today's PDPW podcast. And a reminder, for more resources and other podcasts, head to pdpw.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.